0: YPV Live. Tonight we are doing YPV Discuss and we are introducing you to Emily Bronte, one of the three Bronte sisters, and we're going to read a biography about her and then we're going to discuss her poem The Bluebell. So, as usual, I'm just waiting for Billy to join and here he is. Hi Billy going to get billy onto the live hi fantasy quotes thank you for joining nice to see you okay so i'm just going to get he's just going to come on now so i hope everyone is well okay. hello how are you Oh, yes, I'm good. I'm um, all on schedule. Kids are fast asleep. Everything's going nicely to plan. How about you?
1: I'm OK. So is that toad still in your garden?
0: Um, he hopped away. Um, it was, um, yeah, I was I was trying to move him somewhere a little bit um, kind of um, into a quiet corner of the garden. Yeah, so me and my son found a toad today hibernating in a big pile of, um, of damp compost um it gave me a little bit of a fright and i didn't know what to do um but it was it was asleep but then it woke up and it hopped off so um, my little son was really brave he um he helped me deal with it um, when i was a little bit panicky about the whole situation (laughs) it's a toad (laughs) how often do you deal with a toad and it was just a bit scary hi Denise thank you for joining um, okay and your day was was it eventful anything eventful like um like what happened to me with mr toady no
1: i just went like, for <laughs> a bit of exercise um another joke that i'm now able to fit into
0: yeah excellent well done yeah. right, I've, been on, I've been on a diet and um it's not been going very well since easter since there's been so much chocolate in the house it's um, <laughs> really not good, especially when your um, children um, are so sweet and nice and, and share it with you. And um, <laughs> They end up eating far too much chocolate. Um, but I hope everyone else has had a really nice day today. Um, I hope you've had a pleasant Sunday um, back back the beginning of the week again. Can't believe it. goes so quickly. Mm. So- Tonight we're doing Billy and Tessie or YPB Discuss um, and we're discussing um, Emily Bronte and I don't know whether you had a chance to look at the poem that we're reading, it's called The Bluebell, and I did make a little bit of a mistake um, with this poem because it turns out that Anne Bronte and Emily Bronte both wrote a poem called The Blue Bell. And for the last couple of weeks, I've had a poem posted on our pages, and it was the wrong one. It was one by Anne. So hopefully, if you have brought a poem to tonight's um, live to, to read while we discuss, I really, really hope it is the right one, which is the, the most recent one that I've posted on, on YPB. Uh, but keep, the
1: if you still, if you have the Anne Bronte poem, keep it with you. Cause it'd be easy, we'll do Anne Bronte now for the next one.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's differences as well, so...
0: Yeah, I just felt like such a fool, because I was looking at it and thinking, oh my God, I can't find this poem, and I was like, uh-oh, it's the wrong sister. Um, but we have corrected it, and we have looked at the, the correct poem now. So... As you're all probably aware, we offered some prompts to the community, and we had an absolutely wonderful response, didn't we, Billy?
1: Yeah, I didn't do one, I'm sorry.
0: Oh, that's okay. Um, it's hard, isn't it, when you're so busy to kind of um, to get around to these things. Um, so what we wanted to do this evening was read a couple of our favourite ones from those prompts. So, Billy, if you want to go first, you can read one of yours.
1: Yes, uh, the first one I've picked out is actually one of Tessie's, it's called Yorkshire Moor. Uh, on rolling hills of Yorkshire Moor, the high winds cut like ice. The grimish gusts haunt the heath that's home to badgers, hawks and mice. O fairer weather cometh now, mulch yours in glory. Nature bursts with flowers wild, inspiration for a story. The seated man who sits no more will so dearly be missed preservation paramount for moorland avocets.
0: Oh, thank you for reading that one. Um for those of you who aren't familiar with the Yorkshire Moors, um the seated man is a, a massive big um structure like sculpture that was placed on the moorland, but because everyone kept on coming to visit it and walk on the on the heath there, um, they decided to remove it. Now I'm not familiar at all with the Yorkshire Moors. I'm from south west england um so i had to do a little bit of research on that poem but thank you for reading it you read it very nicely ah thank you It was a lovely poem thank you for uh, using the prompt okay so i'll do one of my choice now which is becky who poetry and this one's called grandma's kitchen and it was based on the prompt nostalgia grandma's kitchen the taste of cider vinegar revives a six year old, pinching pickled onions from the bowl in grandma's kitchen. The soldier for a place built only in memory, regret for the good girl I tried and failed to be. Now I move like a ghost, working in the kitchen I call my own, and every spoon clanking in the cutlery drawer shouts that I am not strong like grandma. Getting on with things, stiff up a lip. Counting blessings, grandma always knew worst things happen at sea. Now I move like a ghost in the kitchen I call home, imitating the good girl I will always fail to be. Ah, oh. <laughs> That's a lovely poem. That's a sad poem. It's yeah. written really lovely. I really enjoyed reading that one. And, um, yeah, it's it's funny how flavors and smells and things like that can bring back because she said she was eating well, i haven't got i've got i'm on the wrong account now but she said she was eating some pickles or something and then it it triggered this this memory um yeah. of, of nostalgia so yeah
1: it was it, what, even though it said pickled onions it reminded me um every friday was a child that has to go to the chip shop to mm. get Dinner for the family and <laughs> They used to sell pickled eggs for 10p and my mum always gave me enough money but there'd be 10p left for blood change. So I'll pickled it hurriedly on the way home. Okay, um, I want to say hello to Lainey as well and Denise, Becky and Danger Aid I saw come on. Thank you very much for joining. Uh, my next poem is actually from Denise. Thank you very much for joining Denise. Um, at the handle at NobleHeart. And this was prompted by wildflowers. And if you go on the page, you see lots and lots of pictures of wildflowers on the actual post itself. This one's come from. Not planted on purpose in neat little prepared rows, but their purpose quite earnest, their beauty rivals the rose. Not in competition by any means for each flower stands on their own. All the blooms know they are queens, each their favorite fragrance of cologne. They desire not to be where others grow, but instead to be very unique. They grow wild amongst rocks and roads where you'll find the wild flowers you seek. And although they can be sown, their beauty perpetually returns. They know they're forever at home. This everlasting beauty hearts yearns.
0: now, Yeah, the post was really good because she, like you said, she did post some pictures and... Uh, descriptions and names of, of the kind of wildflowers that you might find in the hedges. It was really yeah. lovely.
1: Thank you very much, Denise. It's a lovely poem.
0: Thank you. Okay, and before we get on to um, the discussion, I'm just going to read um, another poem from the prompts, and um, this one is by Amuse Nuts. And it's a very interesting poem because it's a glosser or a glosser. Um, and what she's actually done, she's taken a stanza from a poem by Emily Bronte, which is called To the Bluebell," which is not the one we're discussing tonight. And it has four lines in this stanza. And she's crafted the poem by... Um, writing four stanzas but finishing each one with a line on the emily bronte poem so the emily bronte one is glad i bloom and calm i fade weeping twilight jews my bed mourner mourner dry thy tears sorrow comes with lengthened years so as i read through amuse nuts Um, poem you'll see how she's incorporated that into it um okay here goes the bluebell doesn't strive to be another flower a different me this is just how i was made glad i bloom and calm i fade the patch of bluebells in the wood know who and why they are all good they are not tortured in their heads where weeping twilight dews my bed the bluebell take their gift of sun and bow out gracefully once done they don't regret the passing years a mourner, mourner, dry thy tears let hazy bluebells do their thing we have our day, they have their spring have faith in blue live through for fears, sorrow comes with lengthened years so yeah, I thought that was fab I thought that was so interesting as well the way she did it, I don't know whether you've ever heard of that form before Billy
1: no, not at all
0: hmm it's really interesting isn't
1: it I like the way she's incorporated lines as well
0: yeah it was and it was also very much in the style of the poem as well yeah. of like Emily Bronte's writing so yeah I thought that was that was excellent well done
1: brilliant okay. so that's all four poems done so I Indeed. guess now we get on to the discussion but I understand you have a biography of Emily Bronte
0: I do, I do. I mean, it's um, cut down somewhat because there is always so much to say about these famous um, poets of the past that we talk about. Um, but I've picked out some of the, the most interesting aspects of Emily Bronte's life. Um so Emily Bronte was born um, 30th of July 1818 in Yorkshire in England and um, I'm sure that you all um, are aware that she's most known for her novel Wuthering Heights. Um, she was the sister of Charlotte and Anne Bronte who are also famous authors and for those of you that didn't um, catch the beginning of this live, um, both Anne and Emily wrote a poem called Bluebell and we got a little bit confused about whose was whose um but yeah um emily bronte published under a pen name to start with um ellis bell um so she didn't actually publish under her own name um it
1: was a collection of poems that all three sisters wrote
0: oh the gondoles
1: then it wasn't She stripped she wrote gondoles with Anne, but they did never published it at all. Um, that's all gone and lost. Um but they did a collection of poems for one book. And okay. they called it uh, Charlotte was Curran. Um she was uh Emily was Ellis and Anne was Acton. Okay. They okay, I know. The and in, on the first publication, which they did pay for the publishing world, they only sold two books. Oh, God, that's that shocking, isn't it? But it was actually quite well received by, like, the one oh. one of the people who actually sought them out to get an autograph.
0: OK, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. actually, they had to pay... Not they, sorry, Emily Bronte had to pay um, publisher uh, £36 to publish Wuthering Heights. Like, I can't yeah. remember who the publisher was, but I was going to mention that later, but it kind of fitted in just there. So let's see where we got to so I mean it's very very sad actually what what happened in in Emily's um, life um, in her younger life Um, when she was three she lost her mother to to cancer Um, at that time Emily's three older sisters Maria Elizabeth and Charlotte they were sent to a school the clergy daughter's school and um, Emily joined her sisters at that school for a brief period as well however it wasn't a very pleasant place to and the children suffered abuse. Um, and then when a typhoid epidemic swept the school, Maria and Elizabeth became really poorly and uh, Maria was sent home and unfortunately died from possible tuberculosis. Um, and then very soon after Emily and Charlotte, sorry, yeah, Emily and Charlotte and Elizabeth were were removed from the school. That was um, in 1825. And um, really sadly, Elizabeth died soon after she returned home. Um, so, you know, it's really, really tragic. Um, so really, if you think about it, the, the four youngest Bronte children, um, all under the age of 10 years old, um, suffered the loss of three of their eldest female siblings. So it's, it's just really, really sad. Um, So, yeah, so the three remaining sisters and their brother... What was the brother called again? Um, Bramwell. Yeah. Yeah. Um they 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 came home and they were home educated by their father and and their aunts um emily was a shy girl um she was very very close to her siblings um she was a great animal lover which was really interesting because denise wrote a poem um inspired by emily bronte and it was called infatuation and she used um puppy dogs in it and actually emily bronte adored dogs and often actually befriended stray dogs on the Yorkshire countryside and kind of like helped them and fed them and things like that um, so yes it, as, as um, Billy was saying just now, um, all of the children kind of wrote stories together and um, they were set in a number of invented imaginary worlds and one of them was what was it called again? Gone, gone
1: yeah, it was a powerful female like Island in the South Pacific. Yeah. Major archaic, yeah. And it, that was yeah. written by Anne and Emily.
0: Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? There's so much talent and um it came out of this family. Um unfortunately little of Emily's work from that period survives to this day, except for some poems um spoken by characters, but not much remains at all. Um when she was seventeen she went to Um, the Rowhead Girls' School um, and her sister Charlotte was a teacher there but she suffered from extreme homesickness and she she came home after only a few months um, because she felt so homesick. Um, later on, she became a teacher in Halifax, um, but she suffered from ill health and returned home the next year. Um, she kind of stayed at home. She did most of the housework, the ironing, the cooking, cleaning, but she taught herself German, and um, she also... Uh, practiced the piano a lot and she was an accomplished pianist and was able to play Beethoven, Handel and um, lots of other very complicated pieces. So in 1842 Emily and Charlotte um, went to Brussels um, to attend the Heger Pensionnet to study French and German. But she was never very comfortable in Brussels, and um, she refused to adopt Belgian customs and she said something like, "Um, I wish to be as God made me, and it made her somewhat of an outcast. Um, And and she came back again. Um, It seems to me that she was a very kind of home girl and that she loved the Yorkshire Moors so much. Um, but yeah she was kind of a mysterious character there is not a huge amount of information about her due to her solitary and reclusive nature um, but we do know that she was a very talented artist as well as writer um a, a musician as well like i i mentioned her father also taught her how to shoot a pistol. Um and um yeah, I mean and, and not just her her novel that she was so well known for. She she used to write elaborate narrative poems that described um a fictional place, as we were just saying, gondols. um, their the d- dynastic family sagas in, the, in this poem, and it, it would be amazing to read some of it now. Um but yeah, so um then kind of just to sort of summarize what happened to her in the end um very 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 sad she was actually writing a second book but her health became very weak and that was probably due to the harsh climate and also by the unsanitary conditions at home um, her brother died suddenly um, in september 1848 and shortly after Emily caught a severe cold, which um, developed into inflammation of the lungs and sadly led to tuberculosis. Do you know, Billy, she refused any medical remedies, saying she'd have no poison, poisonous doctor near her. And um, what I wanted to read you was um, on the 19th of December, 1848, Charlotte Bronte, fearing for her sister, wrote this. She grows daily weaker. The physician's opinion was expressed too obscurely to be of use. He sent some medicine which she would not take. Moments so dark as these I have never known. I pray for God's support to us all. Later that day, she became worse. She could only whisper in gasps. And what I find so sad, I could almost cry, um, her last audible words that she said to her sister Charlotte where if you if you will send me a doctor i will see him now but unfortunately it was too late and she died that same day about two o'clock in the afternoon so yeah, it's very very sad isn't it um yeah. But yeah so that's that's the biography i had for emily um bronte i don't know if there's anything else that you want to add that i may have missed billy um one
1: thing i did read when she was at brussels they actually asked her to be a teacher at one point when she was studying to actually teach piano and of course she was self-taught. Um, the reason that her, her father showed her how to use a pistol is uh, because he I think he was a Methodist and it was at the time of like the industrial revolution that kind of thing where there was a lot of Luddites who were destroying factories or destroying equipment so he used to fire one shot like out of his window every day to stop civil unrest and his eyesight was getting poorer his eyesight was getting poorer. So he taught Emily how to shoot. Oh, okay. Um, she, she would basically just, anything she she did, she did it just brilliantly, apparently. Mm-hmm. She was really good, at, apart from spelling. Um, oh, yes. I was
0: going to mention that. Yeah, she was a terrible, terrible
1: speller. Yes. Yeah. Um, also, one of the housekeepers used to bake the bread. Um, she got injured so the sister decided no we'll look after you don't worry we'll look after the household duties and Emily started baking the bread and was possibly made like the best bread in the whole of the town she's in Um, regarding being an animal lover there was one dog they had well they had a couple of dogs but one of them used to if she was sitting down somewhere would basically lay its head on its lap I think it was the bull mastiff and it used to kick anyone else off the sofa so it could lay on Emily's lap <laughs> um, so in I, I don't know what books they are but Charlotte Bronte's basically wrote that kind of character of a dog sitting on the lap and wouldn't actually go with anyone else that kind of thing in a couple of her books um, but also you're saying how Emily died is basically the, almost all the, all the sisters and brothers died of uh, uh, I can't say it tuberculosis yeah, tuberculosis yeah all the family died of it mm. Even Pop, mother, the mother was cancer. Yeah. 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 Oh. It's really sad. He's saying it's possibly that it was a source of water nearby that may have got infected, and that's why Bramwell and Emily died so close together. Mm, mm. Yes. Yes. I read that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Ah, how interesting. I see that Becky's having um, really bad connection issues. Um, I hope it's okay for everybody else. Um, yeah, do, do let us know, but um, I'm not sure what we can do about it. But um, hopefully you can catch up on the replay, Becky. Okay. Right, so I'm going to start by reading the poem and then we will discuss. So, this one um just to confirm for anyone that didn't catch it, this one is The Bluebell by Emily Bronte. The bluebell is the sweetest flower that waves in summer air. Its blossoms have the mightiest power to soothe my spirit's care. There is a spell in purple heath, too wildly, sadly dear. The violet has a fragrant breath, but fragrance will not cheer. The trees are bare, the sun is cold and seldom, seldom seen. The heavens have lost their zone of gold, the earth its robe of green. And ice upon the glancing stream has cast its sombre shade, and distant hills and valleys seem in frozen mist arrayed. The bluebell cannot charm me now; the heath has lost its bloom. The violets in the glen below they yield no sweet perfume. But though I'm me but though I mourn the heather bell, tis better far away. I know how fast my tears would swell to see its smile today. And that wood flower that hides so shy beneath the mossy stone, its balmy scent and dewy eye, tis not for them I moan. It is the slight and and stately stem, the blossoms silvery blue, the buds hid like a sapphire gem in sheets of emerald hue. Tis these that breathe upon my heart a calm and softening spell that if it makes the teardrop start has power to soothe as well for these i weep so long divided through winter's dreary day in longing weep but most when guided on withered banks to stray if chilly then the night should fo- the light should fall at dawn a down the dreary sky and gild the dank and darkened wall with transient brilliancy. how do I yearn how do I pine for the time of flowers to come and turn me from that fading shine to mourn the fields of home okay so that that what
1: (laughs) no there's um, the copy I took because I wrote it down before you didn't didn't have a lot of those verses in
0: Oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you. Um, okay, so I took the one that you emailed me, so you WhatsApp one to me, and I copied and pasted that one. Yeah. So, okay, so there might be, there's some variations in this, because actually, lines, I read afterwards that lines 25 to 40 were emitted in eighteen fifty and um also six other lines were altered. So yeah, you may have slightly different, but I don't think it, it really matters. I mean, we we will just um perhaps talk about the things that we have got the same, but otherwise just Stop. the overall themes of the poem. So yeah. does anyone have the poem with them? And does anyone have any thoughts on the poem? Um please let us know in the comments um, firstly I'd just like to say that isn't it just a pleasure to read and hopefully to listen to as well uh, isn't it? yeah. it's just such a lovely I just love the rhyme but there's one line in it that doesn't rhyme at all did you have that one in your copy that you've got now? Well,
1: the, the, uh, the one with uh, transient Brilliant. yeah
0: yeah.
1: I, I think just struggling to find the rhyme with sky
0: mm. Yeah, so I thought that was a bit misplaced, but, um, yeah. yeah, it just didn't rhyme, like, the rest of it. Yeah. So, I mean, Billy, what what are your thoughts on the poem? Um... I
1: don't want to do it too quickly, because, for me, if I say what I want to say, it'll be the end of the poem. The <laughs> um, first two stand, uh it's... It's describing the flowers, it's talking about... The summer and what joy of the summer brings represents joy and life and love and goodness and uh, should be kind of thing. Then I'd say from the third stanza downwards, it's describing winter and how everything's died off.
0: Yeah, I would agree. And it, I, I've actually put down um, stanza three and four change of a season, winter. Yes, definitely, yeah. definitely agree with you that. But... I mean, the first stanza is kind of... Actually, we're describing that flower and how that particular flower makes her very, very happy, makes her... It kind of it remedies sad okay. feelings. But then, the, but then the seasons change.
1: The seasons change and all the things die. And it's She kind of, like, talks about how she wants to all... Like, the flowers will come back again, but she won't get as much joy as as it was before because it will represent sadness especially of all the death
0: okay i mean
1: um, she can she couldn't find cheer as much cheer as she had before um i think in her life especially with the death of like a lot of her family um is basically if she sees all this beauty coming back and that kind of thing she knows a She's not going to get the same thing from her family. She's not going to get the same coming back. That beauty and joy which used to have in her home, which is now gone, she just can't fully really appreciate the beauty and joy of the wildflowers coming back. Oh, that's, that's, an,
0: that's an interesting take on it. Um, just for the... Um just for the record this was written um, when she was 20 but as you've heard from the bio she lost a lot of family members before she was 10 years old so she'd already had that kind yeah. of a experience of loss um, but this was written a week before christmas so it was written in a winter period um, so when we talk about Um, with Billy, we were saying that the change of the season yeah, that's quite evident, she's saying the trees are bare, the sun is cold and it's seldom, seldom seen, so the sun is seldom seen Um, the heavens have lost their zone of gold, so the heavens have lost their shining sun and the earth it's robe of green because nothing is lush and so yeah it's quite for me it's quite straightforward it's saying like um change of season can i just scroll back to what um author cbw said because i know that there's some comments um what does what do they say the search for comfort overshadowed by the elements is interesting i suggested a conflict between what is desired and what is in the way Hmm, um, and he also says she has her expectations and light at the end of the tunnel, but suddenly the clouds appear. Yeah, that, yeah, interesting. Let's just see what, what what happens next. So we're saying, again, it's more description about um, the ice, um, the distant hills have got mist all over them, um, the bluebell cannot charm me. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think you're probably right. A lot of this is about things coming to an end and possibly death and things like that Um, when she says um, go on I
1: was about to say there's there's a stanza but though I mourn the sweet bluebell tis better far away I know how fast my tears would swell to see it smile today
0: yeah what do you make of that one
1: well that's the thing I think she's mourning the loss of the bluebells which I think represents a family um but she knows the bluebells will come back, and she knows her family won't. So seeing the bluebells, the smell of, um, yeah, she just cannot find the had the joy and happiness that she's had the previous summer or her previous life.
0: Hmm. you know the next bit, it says um, and that wood flower that hides so shy beneath the mossy stone so I don't know what, I'm not, right. Uh, Denise might know because she's good with her wildflowers um, I don't know what a wood flower that hides beneath the mossy stone is, anyway she says, it's not for them I moan I don't know what flower that is um, and then she goes on to describe it's the slight and stately stem, the blossom silvery blue, so she's describing the bluebell or I have to say that it might not be a bluebell she's describing because there is some confusion as to what they write about. So back in those days, it might have been something called a harebell that they're talking about, which is similar because it, it is very, very similar. But the thing is, um, it's a different flower that blooms later because bluebells are now, and then she talks about summer and stuff like that. Bluebells not around at that time. So yeah. I, they, just to give a bit of reference, it's it's thought that this might not be about the bluebell that we know today. Anyway, um, I just wanted to mention that. But, you know, what I thought, I didn't really, I should have really thought about this being some kind of um mourning poem because of the loss but you know i thought this was more to do with homesickness okay because that very last line Okay, how do I yearn, how do I pine for the time of flowers to come and turn me from that fading shine to mourn the fields of home? I thought this was about her desperate, desperate homesickness. And every time she went away to Brussels, to the school, um, she, she was so utterly upset when she wasn't in that Yorkshire moors. And of course, the kind of scenery that you have there is lots of ancient woodlands, from 1600 or before and um, they are the perfect breeding ground for the bluebells or other flowers such as the bluebell Um, and I thought this was more of a poem about home and like I said in Yorkshire there's so many swathes of ancient woodland and both Emily and Anne wrote about poems and honouring the bluebell. I wonder whether it was about the beauty and nature of Yorkshire. That was my view on the poem. Another
1: thing which I did, I know I told you earlier what I did, I also read some other poems by her. Yeah. And a lot of her poetry is to deal with death and mourning. Okay. a lot of the same things. Uh, this one is actually just called Death. Um, is that? I, don't, I don't have the poem out itself, uh, but it there no, it has... Um, it's saying about... It's almost the same thing. It's saying about a tree that's lost all its leaves, that kind of thing. And part of her is hoping that it doesn't grow back and that it should just die off into its roots.
0: Okay, because, again,
1: so she... it growing back would represent, the, you know, the loss that she'll never recapture that loss again. So mm-hmm. she does do a lot of similar themes. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you want the tree to die off? Um, she does it a lot. There's another one which... She's meant to be consoling her sister in a poem and it's about her mother um, being um, in heaven watching over them, that kind of thing, but never actually going to come back to them.
0: Okay, i go with that then. I mean, I think that could be both things. It could be capturing that, what you've been saying, Um, so her sadness, as Denise says there, um, her sadness of her loss that she's experienced, but also I think because of the choice of flower and the fact that that flower is kind of prominent on the countryside, I think that it is to do with her home as well, and that's why she's used that oh, kind of the nature in that way.
1: But as she spent most of her life in the same tank, and she did keep herself quite secluded... Yeah. ..then a lot of the stuff she can only represent what she's been, that kind of thing, through what's in her home. Mm... So the changes and the changes in the landscape and that kind of thing—that's one thing she can she can only draw. But you can only draw from your experiences to write the poetry. Yeah. What represent? So the Yorkshire Moors, the heather, the bluebells—that kind of thing would be something which would be her heroic representation. It's um, Wetherin mm-hmm. Heights is based on the Yorkshire Moors.
0: Mm. Oh, I wanted to tell you something else, actually. So, you know, I said that they, the girls went to um, a school and they were not treated very well in that school. Her sister, Charlotte Bronte, it's thought that she was inspired um, with Jane Eyre from the experiences that she had in this the school. I, I, go on. I never did it. I haven't either, but I've seen t v adaptations, but yeah, so um, that's yeah, you're absolutely right. We all draw on our own experiences um in our in our writing, um, I think this is a lovely poem, I mean it's probably less to discuss than some of the other ones that we that we talk about, um, but it's quite nice to do something a little bit more simple, but even though I say it's simple, I didn't get from it the the loss aspect, do you know what I mean, I thought it was about yeah. homesickness, so um. I mean, I guess we'll never
1: know for sure, but no, no, yeah. The, the homesickness is a really good point because initially on the original poem you posted, the Anne Bronte one,
0: mm.
1: I was looking at that as homesickness. Oh, were you? I hadn't even started
0: looking at that one to be honest.
1: <laughs> I, I was looking let that. But she was talking about she was in Belgium.
0: Okay. Yeah. And kind of yeah. Been,
1: yeah, and then realised, oh, it's Anne Bronte. So okay, no. <laughs> it's not so it's
0: looking at it in a different direction as well but um i want to say hi to jeff um that came on lovely to see you jeff um must catch up soon and also author underscore cbw we haven't seen you before i don't think so welcome to to your poetic voice and thank you for joining our live discussion tonight It'd be great to see you on some of our our other lives we do them every week on sunday at this same time at 9 p.m
1: british summer time <laughs> Yeah, it is British every time, isn't it? Yeah. No, I yeah. Make and Becky's come back. Hello, Becky. <laughs> we kind of wrapped so, up Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I have to read, yeah, I've read some other poems of hers, that kind of thing, just to.
0: Yeah, and actually, talking of other poems of um Emily Bronte, so I have The Complete Poems, which was a birthday present. From Billy to me for a Christmas present. And it, do you know what? It was really, yeah, oh, was it? It was funny because we should have realised about this mistake on the poem last time we did a live. Because do you remember I went to the poem, the bluebell, and started looking at it and went, oh, that's not the right poem. Do you know what I mean? And that's, I should have realised then that I was—I had already chosen the wrong one that was actually written by Anne Monte. Um But yeah, so actually I think I will read through some more of these because I've got loads of lovely poetry books, but I just don't sit down and re- have a look through them now and again, but I don't, I really want to kind of read them in a lot more detail. Um, but I will have a look through this and see if I can find some of the ones that you recommend, Billy. I
1: completely forgot that that was emily bronte i thought it was charlotte bronte
0: no emily bronte yeah <laughs> um my, uh, jeff says he's been busy getting ready to move relocating wow excellent wow says cool good luck with that um okay so do you want to add anything or shall i read us out with the poem again there's nothing more i
1: need to add i don't think i think this one was a lot easier to do than other ones that we have come across um, the Anne Bronte one's going to be different now to what I initially thought it was going to be. Hmm. Uh, so well, we don't... Gonna...
0: To... Yeah, we don't have to do that one next time. Do you know what I mean? We, you, cho- you choose something else and we can do this. You know, we can talk about that after the live anyway, but... um.
1: Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, <laughs> just before... I, get, I guess read the poem now. OK. Yeah.
0: No problem. I'm, OK. I'm...
1: I'm not going to read it because you've got more verses than me.
0: <laughs> okay. Um. Do you want? Should we? Um. Okay. I'll read the poem and then we can kind of just wrap I'll, up.
1: With I'll there. You said because I don't have the verse regards to the mossy rock. Okay. I think that's possibly the foundation. That is her home. Saying we're steadfast and things like her father is a constant rock in her life. Hmm. Mm. mm. Was nothing Kai read to say that he was an abusive father at all? No, so he like a really good, but yeah. he was a minimal, he? so yeah. he was just an absolutely lovely bloke. And if you look at but all three sisters are famous, even Bramwell was a brilliant painter as well. I've seen some mm-hmm. of Bramwell's paintings, mm-hmm. and uh, they exceeded what exactly that nasty got. That's a bloke who really put education in the forefront of his family, but also gave him a lot of joy about they wanted, you know, well, especially Emily wanted to stay there. Mm.
0: Absolutely.
1: Time, yeah, no, it's just amazing.
0: Mm.
1: Especially at that time as well, when you would imagine Bramwell would have got the most, just being because he was a, the man of the second man of the house. Mm. But no, he got Emily to do the shooting.
0: Hmm. Mm, so it's saying, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, let's enjoy the poem one more time. The Bluebell, Emily Bronte. The Bluebell is the sweetest flower that waves in summer air, its blossoms have the mightiest power to soothe my spirit's care there is a spell in purple heath too wildly sadly dear the violet has a fragrant breath but fragrance will not cheer the trees are bare the sun is cold and seldom seldom seen the heavens have lost their zone of gold the earth its robe of green and ice upon the glancing stream has cast its sombre shade and distant hills and valleys seem in frozen and mist arrayed the bluebell cannot charm me now the heath has lost its bloom the violets in the glen below they yield no sweet perfume but though i mourn the heather bell his better far away i know how fast my tears would swell to see it smile today and that with flower that hides so shy beneath the rocky stone, its balmy scent and dewy eye, tis not for them I moan. It is the slight and stately stem, the blossoms silvery blue, the buds hid like a sapphire gem in cheeks of emerald blue. Tis these that breathe upon my heart a calm and softening spell, that if it makes the teardrop start, has power to soothe as well. For these I weep so long divided Through winter's dreary day In longing weep but most when guided On withered banks to stray If chilly then the light should fall Down the dreary sky And gild the dank and darkened wall With transient brilliancy How do I yearn, how do I pine For the time of flowers to come And turn me from that fading shine To mourn the fields of home Okay um, Val saying she's listening, can't comment much. Sorting out small guy for small tomorrow, but still here. Thank you, Val. Thank you for all your support, everybody. Um, you, yeah. So yeah, I really, really enjoyed reading that poem, and actually reading it the second time after your analysis, Billy, changed mm-hmm. the way I thought, changed the way that I I listened to it, changed the the way that I understood it, and that's what white no. people discuss is all about.
1: What well, did you think it
0: completely yourself then? I just thought it was about the beautiful landscape of of how she missed home. I just thought it was about homesickness. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) It is a lovely piece, Jeff, isn't it? Um, Everybody, can you please um, join us on Twitter if you've got a Twitter account? Um be aware that these these lives are now recorded so you can actually um catch up with them afterwards on sound, our soundcloud station and it's on spotify as well um, and on facebook too if you're on facebook see if you can find us and give us a, a follow on there mm-hmm.
1: um, also this week we're not doing our weekly live we're having a week off uh, so what we're gonna do we're gonna do a weekly feature yeah, not weekly, I'm sorry. but weekly feature. So we will be doing double poem on the day on YPV. So there'll be one from me and one from Tessie. And we're doing um, YPV neighbours Normal. If we're not doing Anne Bronte, I will let you know on YPV Discuss with what uh, poem and what author I may decide to use. I've got another idea who I may use. is a book which I borrowed from a neighbour. Um, so I may have to read that book as well and see if there's anything. Okay, um, I've got. Also, next week will be YPV Weekly Live. So me and Tessie will be reading your poetry and discussing them in the same manner that we discussed this one, uh, except for about the buyers, of course. Um, so, you know, make sure you use YPV Weekly Live in your hashtag, you know, for a chance for us to read your poetry.
0: Brilliant. And use YPB Daily Poem for a chance to be featured. We've got double Daily Poem this week, so you've got double the chance to be featured. Um, Thank you for all your support. It's been lovely to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Chetan. Bye. Bye.